Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. The biggest mistake you can make as a salon owner is to assume that your team knows how to sell. After all, they're trained to do hair or beauty services, right? Not how to be a salesperson. Actually, often they actively don't want to be a salesperson. So when they don't hit their sales targets and their sales aren't improving and growing, you're often left scratching your head. But it shouldn't actually be a surprise. You have the clients coming through the door. You have a full team of stylists or therapists. Why aren't you seeing growth in sales, the growth that you'd hoped for? So as a salon owner, you end up with the most sales, consistently rebooking the most clients and keeping the business afloat. I see this far too often. I remember a period of time when I was she. But if you're the one making the most of the money, what happens when you want to get free from clients just for a moment to work on the business and make sure the business is growing and sustainable for tomorrow? You're looking at losing a whole bunch of income. And in the end, it just actually doesn't seem worth it. And you're stuck on the floor 60 hours a week, busier than ever, while your team are out the back on their phone. So I want to stop you right there. It doesn't have to be the case. You can move off the floor. You can work less hours and still see growth in your business. In fact, it's proven the less hours that you work on clients, the more your business will grow. I do want to introduce you to one of my amazing Seller Mastery and Momentum Program success coaches, Amy. Now, Amy has had years of experience working in salons, managing large teams, and working in a leadership role in a large format salon group within the hair and beauty industry. So Amy is an expert in helping owners increase their salon sales and leading their teams to success so that they can stop the 60 hours on the floor thing, the weekly grind that actually just makes us go round and round in circles. So in this episode, Amy and I are going to share our top three strategies for getting your team to make more without you having to work more and to add more onto your plate. In fact, after this episode, you will be able to see how to work less in your business and see your sales skyrocket. After implementing these strategies that we're going to talk about, our Salon Master and Momentum owners have actually had growth in their weekly sales while reducing their weekly hours on the floor. We just celebrated our end of year awards and some owners have seen up to 66% growth in 12 months. That is ridiculous. Hashtag winning. (laughs) So pop in those headphones, jump into this episode. Let's see how these proven sales strategies can work for you. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Really pleased to actually have you here on the podcast. Hello, thank you for having me. Yeah, super excited to be here. Well, uh, Amy, before we really dive in, um, why don't you give us a little bit of a backstory? Like, who the heck are you anyway? Why are you here on the podcast? What has been your life up until now? Uh, Yes, tell us your story. Yeah, so um, I went and did my apprenticeship as as soon as I left school. So I went straight into being a stylist. 
Um, I immigrated from the UK about nine years ago um, and I moved to New Zealand where I became a regional manager. I looked after a cluster of salons between sort of 13 and 15 at a time. Um, and then I also um, was a sales development manager for a short while for a cosmetic brand here in New Zealand. Um, and now I'm lucky to be a coach here at Salon Owners Collective. Um, I've been here coaching with you, Larissa, for coming up two years, I think. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And uh, we've had a good time together. Yeah. And uh, in one of our many conversations that we've had, we often get into discussing all things business ownership and you know challenges that we're facing in the industry these are the conversations that we have on a daily basis Amy yeah and one of the things that uh we commonly come across is this belief in the industry that the hair and beauty industry is lowly paid people can't make a lot of money in the industry and it's hard work to earn well you have to work hard to earn well as a as a stylist or a therapist and uh we decided that this is a myth that we need to put to bed. Um, and we really wanted to bring, what are the three most, so I said to you, Amy, you're the one that runs, we run a session here called the Smashing Sales uh, Workshop and we run another one called Building the Culture of Winning. Amy runs these workshops. And so I said, Amy, what are the reoccurring, like what are the three most important things that an owner needs to do to make sure that, they make, that they're leading their team to be able to make more sales so they can get a regular pay rise, right? How do we ensure that our team make good money, earn good money, have, have a good working lifestyle? Because if we can get the formula right, we have team retention. We want our team to work smarter, not necessarily harder, right? Yeah. So this is what the, this was the inspiration for the podcast. So let's talk about those three things, Amy. Um, one of the things that we talk about a lot here is, is power booking, let's I'm going to let you leave with that tell us why, why is this one of the most important strategies yeah so power booking is one of the most important strategies as we know we run our days in salons by our booking system um, that's how our clients come to us that's how we know what we're up to at any given time um, but we really need to I guess it's, and the thing I love about this actually is you can, there's something you could do today you can dive in you can change it up you can make a start with power booking today um, really maximizing how clients are booked in and how that looks and how your team's days run um, is the perfect way to create space for new clients, but also maximize um, on any white space opportunities um, to fill up as well. Um, so really managing unbookable time. And when I say unbookable time, I always think, you know, those niggly 15 minute, half an hour gaps, really maximizing on those, um, just closing them out. Um, so either calling the clients, moving them. It's a bit like Tetris, um, moving the books around just like Tetris um, yeah yeah really moving them up around um, not being afraid to call clients move them get them into the time so you can turn those 15 minute half an hour gaps into bookable time hour gaps for haircuts bigger gaps for colors um, all of the bigger services that you want to be booking for um, really utilizing the support team so if you've got a support team if you've got apprentices colorists um, in your salon really utilizing them um, training them up so that they can do income generating work, training them up on the colors that they can take the load off of your stylists. Um, trains them up quicker because they do more on the floor, but it also gives your stylists more space by moving over some of those services um, to take on new clients and open up your books to new people as well. Yeah, I think that's particularly important right now because finding <clears throat> existing qualified, good quality team members sometimes is a challenge. 
Yeah. And so how do we make more with the clients that we already have? We need to be actively managing the appointment book and not just letting it sort of land how it may. Or I always think, Amy, of, you know, um, a client rings and says, you know, can I come after school? Um, I can't come at three. Can I come at 3.15? And that 15 minutes, just because she said, you know, any team member would say, yeah, sure, come at 3.15. But now you've, at the end of the day, you finish at eight, you can't get a 7.15 client in and you've lost actually a whole hour by allowing somebody to have that 15-minute gap. How do we actively manage that, right? Yeah. yeah. Taking control. Taking control. So um, even if you have got that 3.15, saying, uh, like talking to them about the importance of like all the opportunity for the three o'clock appointment or 3.45, you know, book them out a little bit later if they can't come till after 3.15, um, book them a little bit later so you can fit somebody in before them. So really being smart about where those spaces sit. Yeah, exactly. And being proactive with that. I know yeah. one of the objections that I that you get a lot from our owners is, but my team don't want to do that. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what, do, what do we need to do about that? I think showing them the why, like showing them the importance of, of course, our team's why is more often than not, it's the clients, right? They want to see the clients, give them an amazing service, give them an amazing experience. Um, and we can do that if if the more we the more we um, book effectively, the more we can do that. So really taking them back to the why, why it's important. You don't want to be turning away your favorite client, Deborah, um, just because you've got this gap in that we couldn't book correctly. Um, and it takes a while to build that habit. So I think it's not being afraid when this client is booked in at 3.15, not being afraid to pick up the phone and give her a call and move her around. Um, Clients are super flexible. They, nine times out of 10, are more than happy to mold and change and do all the things. They're happy to go and get a coffee before their appointment and come 15 minutes later or however that looks. Um, so yeah, sometimes it's taking away the roadblocks and just picking up the phone and making those changes if they haven't been booked first time round. Yeah, yeah, amazing. All right, let's talk about you, the, the number two thing that you said to me, Amy, was consultations. How do we create a system in the salon that covers all of the things um like this is this is the crux of it yeah talk to us about consultation yeah so I think there's two main pieces when I think about consultations and why you should have a way of doing it that the whole team follow and the first one is to make sure of course the client experience is five star every time making sure that the client journey they're getting the same service whether they were to visit you or somebody else in the salon, making sure that they're getting that high level of consultation, that high level service from the get-go. Um, but the second thing is actually really creating a system for your consultations to go deeper than just the, what are we doing today? Um, really going deeper into what does she want? What does she need? What has she always wanted? What's her dream hair, her dream um, beauty outcome? What does she really need? Um, and sometimes by really diving in and having those right questions to ask in the consultation phase, it takes it away from what's booked in to really opening it up to what she needs, um, which is, of course, going to level up the client experience, but also open up more opportunities for bigger services, for upgrades, for the bigger things that we really want our clients to be having. Yeah, um, we have a system here at Solo Mastery, uh, eight steps of consultation. Yeah. It's something that uh it is step by step it's systematic it's a systematic approach and I know one of the uh, challenges for owners that don't have a consultation system is like what do I teach people what is the way to do it what are your thoughts around um 
training your team to be consistent because that feels like that's often the roadblock for owners, right? How do I reteach people when they've been doing it this way for so long? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. Again, it definitely practice makes perfect. But I think, first of all, it's finding a system that works. You want a system that covers all of the pieces, just like our eight steps does. You want to cover all of the really fundamental, important pieces of a consultation, of a service in that beginning piece. You want to find out what they're using, what they want, what they need, what they've not been able to achieve in the past, what retail, like what products they're using at home, um, all of those things. Um, You want to share with them when you'd like to see them again and share those sort of fundamental pieces of what builds a service. Um, so I think of, I think starting off by knowing, finding out what works, um, something how we created our eight steps is really finding out what works, um, creating a system that's simple and easy for the team to follow where they can still put their own spin on it, but something where it ticks all of those boxes. You want to tick every piece of that service, um, and make sure the right questions are asked. Yeah, I think that's the magic. When you were speaking, I was thinking it's like, um, when you go to a play and you watch the actors on the stage they have a script and they run the script every night when they on they you know present uh the performance they're running the script they're not doing something different every time and the actors aren't doing you know everybody's doing their own thing they all know what they're supposed to do and what they're going to say next and we really need our consultation to be just like that teach the play practice the play and then just run the play yeah um once you've got the words and the lines that work, create the step-by-step eight steps of consultation is because there's eight steps and there's eight different things we need to ask so we get a full picture and then we can give our uh, recommendations and step into it, right? So I think thinking about it as a play um, helps you kind of, I don't know, get the comp, because I remember a time, Amy, when I didn't feel confident that I could teach my team away and that they would all do it the same because, you know, Jane liked to do it like that and Mary liked to say something else. I don't want to say that. Um, but the message that you've you've actually repeated several times, Amy, is like just have a bit of patience and practice makes perfect. Stick at it. You know, yeah. like we're not, not expecting to teach it once and then them to do it every single yeah. time the same, right? Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry. We're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease in a classy way, no hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins, the team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you wanna find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat, I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. And I love that analogy of um, like the theatres, the acting. I think you just have to keep practicing, role playing it. Um, keeping it alive, I think, is the most important thing. It's never a once and done. Um, it takes a while to learn to break bad habits. I still remember the day I learned 
not to say, would you like to rebook? I'd never heard of anyone talking about rebooking in the language behind it before. And I still remember the day someone said, let's, let's try not to say, would you like to rebook? Let's try and say, let's book you in. Um, and I remember it took me a little while. It just kept coming out. It kept, I uh, kept saying it. Um, I still remember that light bulb moment that I had as a stylist, um, all those years ago. Um, so it's just giving the team those things. Um, so they get their light bulb moments and it'll click over time. Yes. I think that's the key. Nice. All right. Let's talk about targets because we can't reach goals if we don't have a target. Talk to, talk to me about that. Yeah. So one thing we focus on um, a lot here at Salonones Collective is we have to know our numbers. To grow anything, we have to know our numbers. We have to know the good, the bad and the ugly, what we want to focus on, what we're doing well and all of the things. And I think it's only fair for the team as well. So I think um, step one is making sure the team have targets and making sure they're super clear, super consistent and they've got targets. So they've got, I guess, that thing to aim towards. They've got that one thing that's drawing them towards that end goal. Um, and then having that regular communication, um, we call them one-on-one. So having regular time with your team to actually talk back to the targets what happens if you achieve the targets, how far away you are from the target, um, what you get um, and how to get there. Um, really giving them the skills, um, taking that time with them, having the patience with them to tick off one thing at a time, pick up one focus area to get them to their end goal. Oh, I want to I touch on that one thing at a time because sometimes we can observe our team doing all of the things wrong or not getting results in all of the places. Yeah. And we want to... Well, I don't know about you, but I, I'm like, I want to solve the problems, right? This is our job, just to solve yeah. the problems. So it can be really hard to ignore the other things while you really focus on the one thing. But would you say that like that is where the magic is? Yeah, I believe so. I think um, what we see all the time is you, you're going to get so much better results if you can focus on one thing, really nail that one thing and then move on to the next. Um, it's much better to pick up one thing at a time, focus on one area and do amazing at it and then I guess it's going to be more long-term rather than short-term focuses and short-term things they're going to really learn those skills say for example if their one thing is they just cannot rebook really give them the skills to rebook for the rest of their career um and then they've got those skills up their sleeve they're amazing at it they've got the language the tools they've got that tool belt ready to move on to say retail as their next thing yeah, yeah, that's right. Because they're going to be with you for a long time anyway, so you yeah. might as well prep them. Uh, sometimes I think we can forget that in this sort of race to make ends meet or mm. to you know build the business so it's not stressful. Um, it is a bit of a race. I know I certainly felt like I was in a race for a long time. So um, I love that message. That's awesome. Uh, how often should we be having these regular connects, coaching connects, Amy? I think it really depends on the team member. I think if somebody's, um, we traffic light it. So if, if they're green, they're doing amazing. If they're red, they need a little bit of love, a little bit of help um, and coaching. So I think if someone's really in the red zone, weekly, if you've got the space um, to do it, it's, it's well worth making that space actually. Um, really connecting them weekly, really hand-holding them and helping them achieve their goals, achieve their end goal. If someone's green, I think it's all even if they're really super green and they're doing amazing, you still want to have that regular connect. You still want to spend that time with them, um, keep them supported, keep giving them um, inspiration, all of those things. So if someone's super green, I'd say a monthly is a really nice amount of time. And then you'll get your in-between people where you might choose fortnightly and so on and so forth. I love that system. Yeah, that's perfect. That works beautifully for us. Um, we traffic light 
just about anything that we can put a traffic light against, we traffic yeah. light, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> it's, the best, right. it's a very simple way to just track anything. I love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. Um, Amy, we, we often talk about quotes and inspiration and things that kind of recenter us. Um, and I know you've got one for us. Yeah, yeah. So one quote I like to share um, all the time is, um, you've made it this far. So we all know times in business, it can be tough. It can be amazing and rewarding, but it can also be challenging and tough, um, push us to our limits. And I think sometimes just to send to yourself when you do get those fireballs thrown at you or when you're not quite getting the results you want to get, just knowing where you are already, you're already here. Um, even listening to these podcasts, um, you're owning a salon, you're doing the things. Um, so knowing you've made it this far, you can make it further. I love that, exactly. I think we're so focused on fixing the problems and looking forward at where we want to be. To me, that feels like just stop and look at where, how far you've come. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, yeah. And then and then the destination doesn't quite feel so far away. Yeah. Um, Amy, what is a book, a resource, a podcast, or something that you've engaged in that you think all salon owners need to get their hands on? Yeah. So my favorite book of all time, um, it's called Fish. And it's a bit of a culture leadership book. Um, and I think with the sales strategies, um, you're focusing on all of these pieces. You really need to come back to a why. And you really need to come back to the why for your team, but also for clients as well. And Fish covers all of those things. Um, it's a really fun, positive injection into your salon if you read it and implement it. Um, so yeah, Fish has got to be my all-time favorite. I love it. Um, Amy ran a work a fish workshop with all of our owners just recently at our two-day intensive. And um, we ran it like for the owners and we had fun with all of our salon owners but we kind of taught it with, well, you taught it with the intent that they could take it back into the salon and actually yeah. run it as a workshop. It was an amazing event. Um, but I think step one is read the book. It's a must. Right? Yeah, definitely. It was, it was amazing. And the owners um, who have implemented it have got such good results from it um, because it creates a real, a real culture. But yeah, definitely think start with reading the book. Um, learn what it means to you I think fish to everybody is slightly different um but it's so relatable um yeah it's just about a wee fish market I think it's in San Francisco or somewhere in America um yeah. but it's so relatable even though it's completely opposite ends of the spectrum of what we do um a bit less yeah. glamorous <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and you think oh how does a fish market relate to a salon but it totally does yeah it totally does yeah yeah and it's, yeah. Your grounding and it's a nice piece. easy read yeah and it's your grounding piece um of course um Today, we've spoken about how to grow your sales, how to get your team on board, how to get them earning more and all of those things. And I think um, something like fish can really, it really brings that culture back into it. It brings it back to our why. We're not just going for growth and sales and that side of things. We actually want growth in our team, growth in our clients, um, ticking all the boxes. I like that because, I mean, ultimately, uh, we want our team to earn more. Yeah. We want them to have a good wage we want them to earn a good amount every year so they can have a good lifestyle and have a good happy life and in order to do that you know we're trying to teach them consultations we're trying to maximize bookings um we're giving them targets and i know sometimes it can feel very dollary focused because yeah. ultimately we pay wages and money right so we have to focus on the money so what i like about this balance of fish like you say is it grounds the human element and the why element um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of a beautiful way to round off the dollars and just 
soften the edges with a little bit of fish throwing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, when it comes to any, I guess, sales talk, KPI focuses, you want to have your team winning as well. So you want to give them a little bit of something. Um, we use something here called Do I Get a Pay Rise? So when they achieve the results, they get their wins out of it. And it's a super clear, I guess it's like a career roadmap um, would be the best way to describe it is when they achieve this, they get this. And it's a really nice way of actually linking it in rather than just talking numbers. It's talking, what does it mean to you as a stylist? Yeah, with them. What's in it for me? Yeah. Why, why change my habits? Why change my behavior? Why should I do the extra thinking? Or why should I use the script? If there's something in it for me and they can tie it into their career pathway. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Um, Amy, this has been super useful. So if you're feeling a little bit of stress or, or pressure, I think, to pay your people more um, as a retention strategy, as a business building strategy, then I think um, Amy has very, very clearly outlined the three fundamental things that we need to be focusing on. Power booking, making sure we're managing the time, ensuring our consultations are consistent and covering all of the bases and it's consistent from one team member to the next and from one visit to the next. and then. Clear targets, but clear targets on their own aren't enough. We've got to have targets and we've got to support our people and help our people win the game so they can get regular pay rises. Uh, some people in our Seller Mastery program are smashing it and giving their team members regular payments multiple times in a year. And that feels really good for the owner, but it also feels really good for the team member. Yeah. So um, I appreciate you coming and taking some time out of coaching and hanging out on the podcast, Amy. Um, it's been great to have you. I really appreciate it. The work that you're doing in Seller Mastery is amazing. People are having some massive transformation. So I really appreciate you being part of it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Amy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast here at Salon Owners Collective. Now, if you've loved everything that we've been chatting about and you're keen to get off the floor or even just a little bit, make some space to create growth and increase sales within the business, not from you, then Salon Mastery might be the right place for you. I work with salon owners all around the world who are on their journey towards Salon Mastery. Amy and I work with owners by coaching them through a nine-part proven plan, stepping through the strategies and done-for-you business frameworks that ensure that you and your team hit the sales target each and every time. I'm looking to work with five owners in the beginning of 2023 to take their business to the next level. So if it sounds like you, all you need to do is click the apply button in the show notes of this episode. Let's have a chat and maybe Marcelo Mastery is the right fit for you. I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.